Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, recorded, edited and narrated by Newell Fisher. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 155, in which we'll be looking at season 3, episode 3 of the TV series, and episode 29 of the series overall, The Wanderer. This episode is being recorded on the two-year anniversary of the creation of the podcast's main social media platform, the Watership Down Podcast Honeycomb, on Facebook. At the time I created it, I was nervous about undermining the two Watership Down fans groups on Facebook, but this definitely has not happened. One of those groups currently has about 2,700 members, and the other has 439, while the Honeycomb currently has 94. Why not join us and help make it 100? Details in the notes. Last week, I compared Moss of Ephrafa to Campion, both at the end of the original novel and in Tales from Warship Down. However, Eric Steps has made the point that not only is it Groundsel, formerly of Ephrafa, who the rabbits of Warship Down have a conversation with on the down in Chapter 50 of the novel, it is also Groundsel who becomes the chief rabbit of Lethlane in Tales from Warship Down, the new warren established halfway between Warship Down and Ephrafa. Therefore, there is a good argument for Moss being the equivalent of Groundsel in this series, especially as the new warren he will found may well also lie between Wardship Down and the former site of Ephrafa. Thank you for that clarification, Eric. I am still showcasing Wardship Down themed art on the same basis as before. The usual image is replaceable for an episode with your own art. Details in the notes. I haven't had any contributions to this for a while now, so I may remove this announcement at some point that will remain in the notes. I very much still want to showcase Warship Down themed art on this podcast. As a reminder, this idea grew out of my use of AI art when we were going through Tales from Warship Down. I think some of that imagery was very good, but human-made art will always be better. So then, let's see how Vervain is getting on, shall we? TV series, Season 3, Episode 3, The Wanderer. The 29th episode of the Watership Down TV series was first broadcast in Canada on the 25th of September 2001. It was written by Mary Crawford and Alan Templeton, and its German title was also The Wanderer. However, my own title for it would be The Three Owslers. There will be a link to the episode in the notes. The action begins quickly in this episode as we encounter Vervain running in terror from a combine harvester in a field of wheat. Eventually he cowers as the huge Hrududu passes over him and is relieved to find he is still all in one piece. You sense that Vervain is not adapting well to the life of a wandering Hlessy. Back on Warship Down, Captain of Owsler Bigwig is drilling his Owsler and giving them a hard time. They are Hawkbit, Dandelion and for the first time in many episodes, Strawberry who looks very different in this third series. For a start, his fur is far more appropriate to his name than the vivid orange he was before. Bigwig's threat to sack them is met with enthusiasm, so he adds that Pipkin and his junior Owsler put them to shame. Nearby, we see Pipkin and three other young rabbits having fun using the sleeping Captain Broom as a jumping obstacle. Hazel, Blackberry and Primrose look on, and the two does comment on their contrast with the regular Owsler. Bigwig starts a camouflage and concealment exercise which results in Strawberry and Hawkbit hiding behind Dandelion. This infuriates Bigwig, so he places them on night patrol. 
Hazel tries to intervene to tell Bigwig to lighten up. He points out that the war is over and Woundwort is gone. But Bigwig just pulls rank, reminding Hazel that he is head of security and inviting Hazel to sack him. Primrose comments to Blackberry that some warriors don't know what to do with peace. Pipkin excitedly reports to Bigwig that the junior Owlsler have concealed themselves. But the bad-tempered Bigwig just points them out straight away to a crestfallen Pipkin. It is later on, and Fiverr, Broom, Holly and Primrose are on a patrol of their own, looking for lost Ephraphans, it seems. Kihar circles overhead with Hannah. They search a possible site where rabbits could be hiding. Nearby, Vervain hears Kihar and curses him before breaking cover. As soon as he has done so, he encounters a large rabbit and cowers, then runs away, because he's Vervain. But this rabbit is not a danger, and as soon as Vervain realises this, he starts bullying the other Ephraphan. The light-coloured, lop-eared rabbit's name is Corporal Aspen of the Shoulder Mark, and we have not seen him before. Having been told that Ephrafa and Woundwort are gone, Aspen doesn't know what to do. He isn't exactly bright, and it is hard to imagine him being capable of being that aggressive. Vervain cheers Aspen up by ordering him to follow him. Meanwhile, Campion is trying to get fit again at his rock hideaway. He spots Pipkin trying to hide while observing him. Pipkin is crestfallen again, but Campion gives him more encouragement than Bigwig managed, even offering to show a few tricks. Pipkin asks Campion if he has thought any more about coming back to Watership Down. Campion says not yet, but when he is ready, Pipkin will be the first to know. Aspen follows his new friend Vervain through the woods. His naivety is getting to Vervain, however his heart is in the right place, and Vervain eventually has to concede that they can be friends. Arriving at a pond, Aspen says that he has been a loyal member of the Ephraphan Owlsler ever since he was young. His whole life has been about the Owlsler. He says he never really looked at the world before. He adds that it's lovely as he looks into the water of the pond. And it is at this point that a shocking turn of events takes place for an animation aimed at children. Behind Aspen's reflection we see and hear a member of the Alil, probably meant to be a weasel. As it attacks Aspen, he cries out, terrified, for Vervain to help him, instinctively calling him Sir. But Vervain is gone, swimming across the pond as fast as he can. As Aspen's desperate cries fade away, Vervain, now safely on the other side of the pond, turns back and says he is sorry, the same way he did to Woundwort when he left him at the collapsing Ephrafa. At least this time he sounds like he means it. He is a coward, who knows he is a coward. That wouldn't be so bad in itself. Many people naturally incline to just getting away from danger, but Vervain is a coward who is also a bully to those he perceives as weaker than him. A truly contemptible character who isn't like the Vervain of the novel. That Vervain, while a sadistic torturer, could not be accused of cowardice. The death of Aspen is a shocking and very sad episode, and the nearest we have come to seeing a death since the fox following Bigwig attacked two Ephraphans in episode 7 of season 1. Hearing Kihar's cry nearby, the traumatised Vervain takes shelter in a tree hollow. Nearby, the Watership Down Patrol, who it must be noted consists of not one member of Bigwig's so-called Owsler, pick up the scent of the weasel and guess what happened. Primrose also scents Vervain. Holly says he'd like to stumble upon Vervain, and not to bring him back to Watership Down. Vervain, hiding nearby, hears this threat and is terrified. Hannah asks if they need to keep trying to find lost Ephraphans. 
Primo says they must, to which Hannah replies the Afrafans wouldn't have done the same for them. Broom's response is that that's the trouble with being staunch and heroic. The patrol leaves, and the hiding Vervain makes a run for it. Pipkin's training continues with Campion. As he leaves to return to Warship Down, he says Blackberry would be so happy to see him. But Campion responds that although he has physically recovered from what happened in the caves under Warship Down, his mind is not yet mended. He makes Pipkin promise again to tell no one he is still alive. Back on Warship Down, Big Wig's comedy owls are still in training. Unfortunately, Strawberry proves unable to fit under a log obstacle, resulting in another rant from Bigwig. As he leaves them, Hawkbit and Dandelion wonder what all this training is for. Who are they defending the Warren from? Bats? Moths? Strawberry, still stuck under log, wonders if they could help him instead of grousing. And the slapstick continues. Later, Hazel finds himself confronted by a very angry-looking comedy owlsler. They tell him there is, that there is no enemy anymore and that Bigwick has gone mad and needs reining in. However, Hazel, as efficient a leader as ever, delegates, telling them they will have to deal with Bigwig themselves. One suspects he is enjoying the whole thing. Bigwig is woken up by a worried Blackberry, who tells him that Pipkin is off on his own a lot recently, and he's been asking about healing herbs and leg exercises. But Bigwig just says this is because he is head of the junior Owsler. Later, Blackberry asks Pipkin where he learned a jumping trick she sees him do. He says he made it up to impress Bigwig. Blackberry isn't buying it. She knows Pipkin is up to something. Campion, hiding nearby, sees her and says her name to himself. Bigwig is asleep again before going on night patrol. The comedy Owlsler roll a huge rock across the entrance of his burrow, shutting him in. You could say they are showing initiative. Bigwig expresses forthright opinions to the contrary, from behind the rock. Vervain is running alongside a stream when he is distracted by Kiha flying overhead. He falls into the river and becomes entangled in some wire from a fence that used to span the river but has been damaged. Desperately, he cries out to Kiha as he is having trouble staying afloat. In his despair, Vervain realises he has betrayed everyone and asks the Black Rabbit to take him. If only we could trust this epiphany. The warship down patrol, conducted by the real Owlsler under the command of Holly, have arrived at the stream and heard all of what Vervain said. Holly asks Vervain why the Black Rabbit would want him. He and Primrose are inclined to leave Vervain to drown. But Fiverr and Broom see things differently. If they leave Vervain, they are no better than him. This is a very wholesome lesson for children, but they are arguably wrong about this. No soldier in a war zone would last long with that mindset. But then again, are they still in a war zone? Not knowing that Wound Wars is still alive, the patrol settles on compassion. Vervain, who has refused to beg for his life, arguably showing bravery for the first time ever, is rescued and dragged to the shore by his ears. Primrose tells him to leave and never come back. Kiha warns him that he will be watching out for him. Hannah adds that he has had a second chance at life and he should do something better with it. To himself, Vervain says maybe he will. He seems to mean it. Meanwhile, back to the comedy Owsler. Hawkbit is enjoying a nap underground when he is awoken by a very angry Bigwig and ordered to round up the rest. Arriving above ground, Bigwig is met by Pipkin and his junior Owsler, who are already ready for night patrol. Although he is kinder about it this time, 
Bigwig says they are too young. So instead, they demonstrate a flying kick they have learned, by three of them knocking Bigwig flying. The comedy Owlsler, having arrived above ground, laugh at this, until Bigwig reminds them that this is something they have never managed to do. As thunder breaks, the comedy Owlsler are ordered to head out. Bigwig suggests the junior Owlsler just patrol around the warren tonight, but return as soon as the storm breaks. Bigwig comments to Pipkin that the only other rabbit he ever saw use that flying kick was Campion. Nervously, Pipkin says he learned it when he was a prisoner at Ephephra. But that was long ago, at the start of season two. Are the pieces of the puzzle slotting into place? Elsewhere, the Watership Down Patrol, or Real Owlsler, are discussing whether they made the right decision in releasing Vervain. Right on cue, as the thunder and lightning increases, Fiverr has a vision. The one-eyed evil lives again, a wandering darkness, his mind insane. He gathers an army beginning with one. The battle for peace is not yet done. In the novel, Fiverr's visions were cryptic and needed interpretation, with not even Fiverr understanding them. In this series, they are practically ready-made commentary, an easier approach for a younger audience. At first, the rest of the patrol act as if they haven't even heard him, as they decide to get Fiverr home before the rain starts. However, as soon as they arrive back at Watership Down, Primrose repeats the prophecy to Hazel, who immediately realises that Woundwort is alive. As the lightning continues, the junior Owlsler, whose patrol has strayed further than it should, encounter Campion wreathed by the bright light in the sky. They run, screaming that it is the Black Rabbit. However, Pipkin gets a hold of himself and follows Campion, who he finds looking sadly at his reflection in a pool. As the rain begins to obscure his image, he asks Pipkin why he didn't tell him what he looked like. Pipkin says it's the rabbit inside that matters, because of course he does. Campion begins to leave. Pipkin begs him to come back to Watership Down, but Campion says that the black rabbit told him Woundwort is alive. His path lies elsewhere. Pipkin tries telling him that it was a fever dream, but Campion insists that Blackberry must never know he is alive for her own safety. As Pipkin arrives back at Watership Down, Blackberry asks him what the junior Owsler saw out there. His reply is, nothing. A ghost. Vervain is running in blind panic out in the open through the rain. He pauses exhausted and says he needs to sleep. And then, suddenly, the weasel is on him. Just as it seems he will share poor Aspen's fate, the weasel is knocked aside by a huge rabbit who fights it briefly before it realises the best approach is to run away, fast. The terrified Vervain begs for mercy from this monster. And, as we hear the words of Fiverr's vision in the background, spoken calmly this time, Vervain realises that this huge rabbit, wreathed by lightning as Campion was earlier, is none other than Woundwort. In awe. Vervain says, Master, I live to serve you. Is it canon? Unambiguously no this time. The three Owlslers, though an interesting storytelling device, have nothing to do with the original story, and the survival of Woundwater and Vervain is purely a feature of this extended narrative. Another part of that extended narrative, Campion's journey of redemption, now has a chance to develop further. 
He is back to strength physically, and the forces against which he will have to fight have begun to gather. If you wondered where this series was going to go after Ephraim was destroyed in episode 1, then Fiverr's prophecy should give you enough information for an educated guess. As has been said before, the phrase, the war to end all wars, is not a very wise one to use. Wars don't end war. And in the human world, you could argue that millions have died because of the inability to learn that. The storm of this episode is an appropriate metaphor for what is to come. Next time, the rabbits of Watership Down make friends with a member of the Alil. Thank mm-hmm. you.